How the hell am I doing a podcast on a fucking Tuesday? Well, let's fucking have fun with it. Doghouse. Let's go. Bounce to the beat, people, hands up. Everybody in the place, stand up. And jump and shake and push the club. So my whole entire building is rammed up. And there's nothing you can do to hold them off. And while the beautiful women be showing off, we're about to cause a riot in this group. So we're hearing the fire alarm going off. We gotta watch it. I think technically I get away with copyright infringement if I don't play the whole fucking song, but uh, <laughs> I just thought I'd try something different, get some of my little EDM in there. Yes, that is Busta Rhymes, and that is with Diplo and Tiesto, uh, two big names in the EDM industry. Oh, how are you guys doing? Oh, man, I'm tired of shit. Fucking work is just killing me. But uh, <clears throat> we're here, episode 166 of the Doghouse Fantasy Football Podcast. And I don't know why I feel like I have an echo in here, but uh, this needs to fucking get fixed here real quick. Come on. Where are you? There we go. There we go. Now it's a little bit. Uh, now I feel a little bit more fucking comfortable with it. Oh. As always, find me on Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13. Uh, Facebook, Dennis M. Roy over there. It is Tuesday. Uh, not much going on other than, say, the fact that uh, there was a little bit of a COVID breakout in the Baltimore Ravens camp. Game's still on for Thursday night, so that's good. And we're going to run this as if... Uh, it's definitely in play. Um, <clears throat> what is going on here? Why do I still feel like I have fucking reverberation? But any which way, um, I am going to do this podcast while I am also working on your guys' spreadsheet here. So uh, that's all well and good. That's fine. That's fucking fantastic. But uh, 
How's everybody doing? Yeah, everybody getting ramped up for the holiday weekend. Hopefully everybody's, you know, at least most of you guys are getting the four-day weekend variety type and not uh, the nice one day that I'm getting, uh, having Thursday off, but then having to go right back to work Friday morning. That's fantastic. Most of what you're going to hear, um, if we talk about anything football-related today, and tomorrow definitely tomorrow definitely we're going to have one on the tomorrow's podcast but um it's going to focus mostly on the Thursday night game um as far as the podcast go uh we should have a write up out tomorrow night probably going to be late we'll probably do the podcast first just kind of go through the slate um and get everything all kind of figured out straightened out whatnot so um but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I really want to talk about on this one. It's kind of weird just because I'm literally here and uh, can't really talk about anything on the waiver wire because by the time you guys hear this, uh, waivers are going to be done and over with, so why even bother? But uh, uh, it is still the case that we do not, ha- we will not have J.K. Dobbins and or... Um, Mark Ingram for Thursday. So Gus Edwards is going to be basically be a full go um, on that slate. I'm going to hop over there and take a look here in a minute, uh, kind of look at the pricing and stuff. I actually should actually get in there and do the pricing, but I'm doing the uh, offensive line chart right now for the Thursday slate. Uh, When I send out the spreadsheet, I'm going to send it out with everything uh, full for the weekend. But don't worry about anything outside of, say, just looking at the pricing, uh, which is in there. I haven't ranked everything yet, so that's not going to be in there. But it will kind of get you a little bit familiar with uh, what the pricing is is and everything in there. Mm-hmm. As far as when you look at the DVOAs and DVPs, just take them with a grain of salt, uh, those are going to be the ones from the numbers from last week they won't so they won't be updated quite yet thursday while you're all hopefully hanging out with your families and uh getting fed on turkey and you know basically passing out for the day um i will be working non-stop once the slate starts on the thursday night or the pardon me the um uh sunday main slate getting everything all prepared and ready. So uh, (laughs) no rest for the wicked, my friends. No rest for the wicked. Um, But, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. There we go. We got all that stuff in there. Terrific. So that is all updated. I got the DVPs and the DVOAs added for the slate here. Uh, Spreadsheet's going to look a little different. I'm dabbling with some stuff here um, as far as just presentation is concerned. Adding a little bit more space for just some of the pictures and and stuff like that. Uh, Just kind of jazz it up a little bit. Make it look nice and tidy, but uh, come on. Come on here. Trying to find out my price for Gus Edwards here. Moves a little bit slow on Thursday. So yeah, Gus Edwards, 5200 on FanDuel, $13. I did include the Yahoo. I'm going to be playing Yahoo. I'm going to be doing cash and GPP on this one, so um, be fully aware. Uh, most of the plays are just are going to be good for cash um, <clears throat> and, G- and GPP as far as the plays go. Um, but uh, I'll have a couple little fillers in there for GPP stuff to kind of take a look at and see if maybe there's going to be plays that you're going to want. But uh, Gus Edwards is really going to be, he's really going to be popular. And I think, to be honest with you, James Conner is going to be really popular, and I don't hate it whatsoever. Uh, 6720 and 6200 over there. I don't think I gave you the DK price on Gus Edwards. He's at 4400 That is fucking l- or no, pardon me. He's at four thousand dollars. That's real fucking low here. 
um, folks. But, uh, yeah, that slate's going to round out really nice. I'm, I'm really on the, and I'm sure a lot of people are going to be on the Houston, the very first game, the Houston-Detroit game, uh, is the one that's going to pop off probably the most for points as long as everybody doesn't, uh, <clears throat> you know, completely tank out like, you know, we saw with um, Matthew Stafford the other day. So, but I do have some interest. I actually have more, I have some interest in all three games, but it, my level of interest really goes, you know, from early to late um, running backs. You can pretty much just go ahead and stack in one single game. And I think you'd be fine um, over there uh, for the slates. Um <laughs> People are going to get cute with fucking Duke Johnson. Even against Detroit, I'm really... I mean, he had a primo spot this last week. Um, against New England, and they just did not utilize him whatsoever. Everything went to basically Deshaun Watson as far as rushing was concerned. So, Adrian Peterson just looks... He just he looks fucking old. He looks like it finally caught up to him. Uh, which kind of sucks. Would have been really nice to have them in here. But let's see here. Going through the FanDuel pricing. I'm going to try and rank these out here uh, while I'm talking. But Ezekiel Elliott, highest priced over on FanDuel at 8500 DeAndre Swift, if he plays, he's still in concussion protocol. So we got to pay attention to that. Um if DeAndre Swift is cleared, I'm going to unfortunately probably go with the herd and really like to have him in my lineup um, <clears throat> against Houston. Antonio Gibson comes in at 6,800. He had a really good game against the Cowboys last time they played, so going to have some interest there. Ooh, I'm going to have that target sheet out late tomorrow night. So you'll have it ready to go for the games on Thursday. Um, it's just I'm not going to be able to get it out as quickly as I wanted to. But uh, let's see here. James Conner comes in at 4 at 6700 So $100 less than Antonio Gibson. It's a little low. David Johnson is still priced higher than Duke Johnson. That's great. Um, J.K. Dobbins, man, he would have been a huge value at 5900 he would have been really good for here. So Gus Edwards comes in at RB11 in terms of price. Price or salary, whatever the fuck you want to talk about. However you want to call it. I'm just, I'm over a lot of this bullshit that I'm seeing with uh, the whole woke, the whole woke crew. And I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you exactly why I'm fucking over it. And that's because a lot of these guys, you know, they're all fucking white, of course. Um, it, it's one thing to really stand up against racism and 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 that sort, right? Because it's it's wrong, you know. You treat everybody as, as equal people. Um, cause it's just the right thing to do. But I mean, these guys went overboard, uh, right before draft, right during draft season. Right. And all these, all these, uh, companies like Yahoo, ESPN and stuff, they went with the woke movement. The FSGA put out their little fucking thing saying, Oh, we're, we're going to call it managing, not owning. Cause you know, uh, we're still worried about fucking uh, slavery in the United States of America, but uh, <clears throat> and that that whole thing was fucking hilarious because they showed a couple guys at work, you know, and of course, you know, they I'm not going to show it to a fucking white guy. I'm going to show it to a black guy, and uh, just a couple of my buddies, they just fucking laughed. They're like, really. Is it, and they're just like, is this is this what you white people are fucking worried about? <laughs> I go, well, not all of us, because you know a lot of us have fucking common sense to treat people as as equals. 
I'm like, well, yeah, that's just common fucking sense. But uh, um, here's the thing that really pisses me off about the whole thing. And you can get on your soapbox. You can fucking uh, say whatever you want to say. And I'm not going to necessarily argue with you, right, in terms of that. It's like, you know, if you're really behind it, you know, um, and really passionate about it and you're really trying to help out, absolutely get behind it do it you know um i'll support you on that but here's here's the problem they don't follow through with what they're trying to put across right so they're saying oh we can't use these words because it offends people sorry i'm just counting here real quick um you know, offense people, you know, we can't use offensive language and stuff like that because it's really harmful. We don't want to make anybody angry. But then uh, they are too pussyfoot to fucking attack these guys. And we talked about, I talked about this before on a prior podcast. You know, the Wolkshinary ones. Having fun with it. And. All the guys on the radio, I've listened to podcasts, and this is even people that have been part of this whole thing where it was just like, you know, the whole Blackout Tuesday and all that shit. And they still use the same fucking terminology that (laughs) they were before. And um, these guys, like a couple of them, happen to be in like listener leagues for on a couple of shows for Sirius XM and stuff. And so they'll call in and the host will, well, you know, not on purpose, of course, but um, they'll use the term, you know, like ownership and uh, owner and all that type of say price versus, you know, salary and they're too pussyfoot to fucking call them out on it. And it's like, oh, wait, so you can get on your fucking soapbox on Twitter, Facebook, and all that shit. But when it comes to actually doing something to actually show that you have fucking support for this cause, you won't fucking do anything because you're nothing more than a big, weak fucking pussy. I mean, that's all it really is. It's You have no... Your fucking soapbox is fake as fuck. You don't do anything to help your cause whatsoever. You're you're not even it's not even it's not even your cause to try and help out anymore. Right? Because you decided you weren't going to do you weren't going to use that platform to fucking stand up for black people. Way to fucking go. And you'll sit there and act with your fake. It, there's dude, he acts like he's a he's a fucking stoner. Get the fuck out of here. And I know, I know, my buddy Bobby Cables has basically called him out on it too. And he's like, no, no, no. It's like, yeah, you are. You're a fake fucking piece of shit. That's all you are. And I'm sure you're really not. I'm sure these guys are really fucking nice people in real life. But I mean, if you're if you're not going to go. all the way, then shut your fucking mouth and get the fuck out of here because nobody's got time for your bullshit. And that's all it is. It's fake fucking bullshit. It's all that virtue signaling bullshit that you keep hearing about out there, right? Like, okay, do something about it. And then just like you'll put a, it's like that whole thing. Like I said, with the blackout Tuesday, that type of stuff, or uh, the 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 fist, right? Like these people put a, put this shit up there. Like it's like, no, I'm telling you, that's helping out. That's helping out. No, you're not doing shit. You're not helping anybody. You're not out there fucking supporting people. I doubt you'd ever fucking go out to an actual fucking rally like in like downtown Chicago and fucking do something. Get the fuck out of here. Half these fucking people, they go out. They wouldn't even fucking... <clears throat> if they went where some of me and my coworkers went for work in downtown Chicago, 
like in the real Chicago, not not necessarily downtown, but the real fucking Chicago near downtown where, you know, it's a little it's a little rough. You know, it's the stuff that um, people are fighting f- against. Right. You know, uh, help these areas that need help to build the community, make it a safer community for everybody, right? But if these fucking, if these clowns would fucking go in there, they'd shit their pants. They'd see the first fucking black guy come by and they'd fucking run or lock their fucking window. Get the fuck out of here. We know who you are. We know how fucking fake you are. You want to make a difference? Actually get out there and make a fucking difference. And that's just that's just kind of my two cents on all of it. It's it's not to tar- it's not try and badmouth anything. Not try to badmouth a, a cause because there's a lot of good fucking people that are behind that cause that are getting out there and trying to do it, do everything the correct fucking way. And I think a lot of those people just kind of get overlooked because of dickbags, these fucking Karens, these fucking Carls, whatever the fuck they want to call themselves, you know, that get out there and they're fake as shit and they just fucking ruin everything. And that's a real thing. It's kind of like the whole thing. Like I have my feelings about Black Lives Matter as far as the whole national organization, but there's a lot of good people within the local communities that, you know, use Black Lives Matter, and they're trying to make a real fucking difference. It's not this whole money-hungry type thing uh, that, you know, maybe the national organization is. I've met a lot of, I've met some people that have been a part of, you know, like the local Black Lives Matter movements, and they're really good people, and they really want to get stuff done. And I really, really support that type of stuff, but... Don't be fucking fake about it. It's the worst thing that you could do for a cause is do that shit because it just it just fucking ruins it. It waters everything the fuck down and it just it's terrible for uh the people trying to actually get shit done. So Yeah, that's kinda all I really have on that. Uh I could actually go off a little bit more, but I mean this is a family show. Right? It's a family show. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. Oh, let's see here. Anything else really going on? I don't know if there's really anything going on. What do you want to talk about? You want to talk about my work day? Fuck, it sucked. I mean, <laughs> we could get on to, like, people who suck at their job should just, you just wish that they'd get fired. But then you feel bad because it's it's the holiday season and you don't want to see anybody get fired. But you're so pissed off that you're kind of like, well, you know what? This guy really does need to begin <laughs> get taught a fucking lesson about how to work. And uh, but you still don't do it because you got a good heart. Deep down, you got a good heart. But I was pissed today. I don't, I don't know how you can go. It, it's it's weird to me. The thought of going to work, but not putting in 100%. It's just odd to me, and I don't get it. I don't know how a lot of people can do it. It's just so fucking stupid. And you can just tell tell when people don't care. They're just there for a fucking paycheck. They just want to, they just want to sit there, do as little as possible, get paid, for it and then you know and but then they'll ask they'll wonder why they don't get any fucking overtime and it's like well why would i waste more money on you why would i waste time and a half on you per hour it's like jesus christ you still don't fucking get it idiots oh but my uh but my youngest turned 10 today we had a nice little one of those little everybody drive by the house honking their horn type parties yeah that's fucking odd 
that's really weird. I mean, it's great. She got to see, you know, people and people got to, gave her presents and stuff like that. And that was awesome of them to do that. But, uh, it's just odd. This whole fucking COVID thing is just odd as shit. It's just fucking dumb in my opinion. I mean, it's one thing, it's one thing, you know, everybody goes, well, you got to trust the scientists. You got to listen to the scientists and the experts. And it's, it's like, you do understand that mathematics is a fucking science as well. Right. And the math says that something's not right with this whole COVID shit. And we might be overblowing it just a little bit. Now around older people, people who might be, uh, susceptible to stuff. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, completely fucking careful. I wear my mask at work like a good little like a good little drone because uh, let's just put it this way. You know, I can't really, aff- even though I'm not scared of getting COVID itself, I'm not scared of something happening to me. At the same time, I'm also like don't need to get it and then have to fucking quarantine for no fucking reason. You know what I mean? It's I work too many I work too many hours that if I got paid 40, uh I actually lose money in the long run, so yeah, I'll just I'll go ahead and wear my mask. It just is what it is. It sucks. It's against it's against every fiber of my being having it on there, but like I said, I just I can't afford it. So but uh I do know uh one of my receivers did get it. He's one of the he's one of the one of those cases too where it's it when we talk about COVID COVID and its effects or whatever, right? So like I can sit there and go, I know my body it won't, you know, really be affected, but you know, who knows? Because this dude, um he he got it in what did he say? He got it in July and he spent seven weeks off work because it just was affecting him so bad that he just, he couldn't come to work until, you know, all the symptoms and stuff are gone and he's not, uh, you know, being really affected by it. So he has to stay away from work. He has to take unemployment. And he said the weirdest thing was like it sucked for him and it just like his whole chest area hurt. It's kind of like a he said it really was like a terrible a just an absolute worst case of fucking bronchitis where his chest just absolutely hurt uh from breathing. Which I can only imagine just fucking sucked. And, you know, I take this guy for his word. He's a real good dude. I've known him for fucking years. And uh, I had been wondering why he was gone. But he said, too, he said the girl that he was dating, um, they they were with each other just before um, he had got sent off duty. And so he had told her, you know, you need to get tested for this. And she tests negative for it. So she, and she never got a symptom, nothing. So it's, that's, that's kind of the weird thing is just like, what causes it to affect somebody worse than another person? And that's, and to me, that's the weird thing. That's the thing that kind of gets me. Because, I mean, is it some kind of, you know, God, I think we we kind of heard um, it was like some kind of certain like blood types and stuff. You know, all, all this kind of like bullshit stuff. You never know if it's really real or not. But um, just how how it affects one person, but it doesn't affect another. And we're talking, you know, completely like, people that aren't uh, highly susceptible to any type of disease um, that could compromise their systems, right? So it's just it's just weird. 
I honestly would have thought by now that I would have gotten it with how much I'm out and about how much, you know, you know, my fellow drivers are out and about, you know, in Chicago, which is like, you know, supposedly the, you know, you know, the big city part and like the worst areas to get it right. But, uh, for the most part, we've had a couple of drivers that had it, but, um, nothing major. And some of these guys, you know, it's truck drivers. We're not all like the healthiest fucking eaters, workout guys and stuff like that. So it's like, all right, nobody's really been immensely affected by it as far as everything. So I don't know. I mean, I don't care either way how anybody really feels about it. I'm not going to fight anybody on it. The whole mask thing and all that stuff. I don't really give a fuck. I don't give a shit what your opinion is. You probably don't even give a shit what my opinion is, but I put it out here anyways because need to fill out some of this time on this podcast, but, I mean, it just is what it is. You know, just be smart about it. That's kind of my thing. Like, I'm not I'm not a big advocate of this being, you know, an incredibly, da- you know, as dangerous as what they say, right? So... Uh, hopefully I spelled Washington right. <laughs> um, I, I, like, as far as, like, a pandemic, you know, epidemics and stuff like that, to me, this is not really, it was never really that big of a deal. But, you know, to each his own. You know, you don't want to, you still don't want to take risks because you don't really know. So you just kind of play the odds on everything, but... It is what it is. Um, you guys want to run through the pricing list here real quick while I'm here? I don't have any Vegas odds. Oh, I can get you Vegas odds. Here, let's see where let's see where we're at right now. One moment, please. The old the old Doctor Rota. One moment, please. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, all right, here we go. So, Detroit opened as a two-point favorite. 51 was the over-under. Houston is now the three-point favorite. 51.5 is the over-under. Uh, the, the now consensus seems to be a little bit more accurate. Uh, Dallas opened as a one-point favorite. 47 was the over-under. It has dropped to a 46 over-under. Uh, Dallas has increased to a three-point favorite. And Pittsburgh, two-and-a-half-point favorite. 46 is the over-under. Pittsburgh moved to a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, 44-and-a-half is the over-under there. So it actually ended up... This is the first time I've looked at the odds, too. So as far as what I would have thought that the point totals would have went, it's exactly from early to late. Um With all this COVID shit happening and with Baltimore kind of being depleted right in the middle, that five and a half, that five and a half is going to fucking increase. I might hop on that tomorrow. I wish I would have gotten on it when it was a two and a half. Definitely wish I would have hopped on that Houston Detroit where Detroit was favorited. I think it's still good now. That over-under, Detroit games end up actually scoring out high. I'll have to look at that tomorrow when I'm doing the podcast tomorrow and just kind of look at Detroit historically on Thanksgiving. But I'm pretty sure most of them were higher scoring. That 51.5, it's usually like a 30 to... So it's gonna be really weird because it's usually like a thirty to twenty-four type game. Most of the time, though, it was like with the Packers and stuff like that. So both defenses weren't really good. That fucking Chicago game last year that shot out. I remember that one. Come on, let's get there. Come on, Mister. Come on. 
All right, let's take a look at some pricing here. Deshaun Watson is going to be your highest priced quarterback by far. Uh, 8,700, 37, and 7,400. It's about moderately priced. It's actually pretty moderately priced for being a high priced quarterback. Um, oh, that's kind of funny. Yahoo actually took off David Johnson's price. Let's look at Duke Johnson here. 6,100, 20, and 5,700. Good for 6th, 4th, and 5th. Holy fuck. Yahoo, what are you doing? You got to price him up like that, and nobody's going to fucking play him. Nobody's going to play fucking CG Process either. At least I wouldn't. Uh, Will Fuller, second highest price wide receiver across the board, 7,400, 28, and 64. That's not bad. Uh, Brandon Cooks, he's going to have a very good price, uh, 6,500, 21, and 5,300. Good for 7, 6, and 10. Uh, That's something that we're going to want to hop on there. Uh, We're going to have no Randall Cobb. We're going to probably have no Kenny Stills. It's going to move Kiki Kuti up. uh, 4,500, 12, and 3,400. That's pretty good punt options, right? That's pretty good punt option there Um, because he's going to see increased routes. He's going to become the wide receiver three. But let's see. Tight end, Darren Fells. 4,900, 11, and 2,700. Jordan Akins, 5,200, 13, and 2,900. Jordan Akins is going to probably be pretty popular. Um, just because what he did uh, this last Sunday against the Patriots. Houston, uh, 4, 5, and 5 as far as ranking for the defense pricing here. Matt Stafford, 7,200, 29, and 5,800. Good for fourth, third, and fourth. That's not bad. That is not bad. Oh, here's a guy I'm not going to fucking probably play. Uh, Adrian Peterson, 5,400, 19, and 4,700. Good for 10, 6, and 9. Great price, but I'm just not going to touch it. DeAndre Swift is actually the second highest price running back across the board. 7,200, 23. And 6,500, it's actually very, very high for him. If he doesn't go, I'm probably going to go back to the well with fucking Carrion Johnson again. I might. Uh, 4,900, 15, and 4,300. Uh, wide receiver, we're going to have to see if Kenny Galladay is going to be available. Uh, 7K, 29, and 6K. Good for third, first, and fifth. Uh, so DK, he's got the best price over there. If he can't go, we'll take a look at Marvin Jones. 6K, 16, and 5,500. Good for 10, 8th and 8th. Uh, still don't know about Danny Amendola yet. Might have to take a look at Marvin Hall, Quintus Cephas, Jamal Agnew. Jamal Agnew is still not available on fucking... FanDuel, what the fuck? Come on, dudes. Try to check my formula here. So stupid. Yeah, TJ Hawkinson was going to be the highest priced tight end again. Just is. What the hell is going on here? Yes, I want to replace that data. Why would you do that? Thank you. Uh, second, one, second, first, and second. Good for 6,020 and 4,700. I'm sure Mark Andrews is number one on both of those. Uh, Detroit Lions defense? No. Not bra. Not bra. Uh, douche canoes. Let's take a look here. Alex Smith, 6,700, uh, good for six, six, and six. <laughs> oh, devil's number. Uh-oh. Might have to use him. Might have to use him. I don't like him, though. I don't like him. There's no upside. There's no upside with him. I'd rather go Antonio Gibson. I do like Antonio Gibson here. His price has gone up, though. 
6,821 and 6,000. Good for third, third, and fourth. J.D. McKissick. Now, if we believe that Dallas is going to get up on them, and that's quite a possibility, actually. Uh, J.D. McKissick, man, 5,600, 16, and 5,100. Good for eighth, eighth, and eighth. Now, they're pretty good against running backs in the passing game, though. So, well, maybe we're not going to do that. Hmm. Terry McLaurin, first, third, and first against the Cowboys. 7,927 and 7,000. It's actually not bad pricing on him. I don't know if I'd look at any other wide receiver, though. Just to be honest with you. <sighs> Probably look at Logan Thomas though. Uh five thousand fifteen and thirty five hundred good for six, four, and five. I don't know. If I'm not that in on Alex Smith, probably the only guy that I would use as far as a actual like receiver would just be McLaurin. I think that's a smart move there. Uh Cowboys side, Andy Dalton, sixty eight hundred, twenty four and fifty six hundred. Hmm. Hmm 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 hmm. Douche canoes are pretty good against quarterbacks, so but this is a better team than most. I'll have to think about that one. I'll have to think about that one. Douche canoes actually got worse. Huh. Versus running backs in the passing game. Still not giving up many points. Zeke Elliott is intriguing, but I don't know if I really want to pay up there. 8,500, 32, and 6,800. Good for uh, first across the board. Um, another good matchup for Amari Cooper. Um, wide receiver ones are generally the best. Uh, wide receiver twos and wide receiver pluses are not very good. So that kind of, to me, would take would signal taking off C.D. Lamb and Michael Gallup. Although I do kind of like C.D. Lamb a little bit, uh, only because tight ends are really good against Washington. Um, So I'll take a look at C.D. Lamb. But, I mean, Amari Cooper's price here, right? 6,900, 16, and 5,700. Good for fourth, eighth, and seventh. So Yahoo and and DK, uh, really good over there. Uh, Not much anywhere else. So I'm probably going to pass on FanDuel. I might pass on FanDuel. Although it's intriguing because I don't think anybody will pay up for him on that, at that price. I'll probably go to CeeDee Lamb at 6216 Oh, so same price as him there. Well, and 5400 good for ninth, 8th, and ninth. Michael Gallup, no, fuck him. Uh, but Dalton Schultz, 5313 and 3800 good for 4th, 5th, and 4th. Uh, it's been pretty good. Uh, against the douche canoes, 29th and DVOA versus tight ends, 29, uh, excuse me, uh, 22nd in points allowed. It went down this last week um, for them, but, I mean, you're talking, they had fucking Drew Sample and Seathan Carter uh, for the Bengals. Dallas Cowboys, 6th, uh, 4th, and 4th in terms of pricing for the defense. Uh, Baltimore, do I have any interest in Lamar Jackson? No. Um, bad matchup, really, for Gus. When you look at it, at 6 in DVOA rush defense, 11th in DVOA versus running backs in the passing game. Also, second fewest points in the league, 14.2, 15.8 on FanDuel, 17.7 on DK. But, I mean, Gus Edwards... 5,213 and 4,000. Good for 11th, 11th, and 12th. Might not be a bad option for a punt out of your flex because um, he's going to get the workload. But And, I mean, I've heard some stuff about uh, Justice Hill here too, right? But, I mean, look at it here. 4,510 on Yahoo, which is minimum price, and 4,000 minimum price again. So he's the same, Justice Hill is the same price as Gus Edwards on DK. He's cheaper on FanDuel and only $3 cheaper on Yahoo. 
I don't know if that's much, uh, that as much of a discount for that. So take that one for what it is. Um, real interesting play here is going to be uh, Marquise Brown. We talked about the fast wide receivers against the Steelers, and everybody is down, like, burying fucking Marquise Brown, right? 5,713 and 4,700. Good for 11th, 13th, and 11th. I'm going to have a share of Marquise Brown. I think you have to have a share of Marquise Brown. I mean, I'd have to look at the target share for fucking Miles Boykin. And Des Bryant actually wouldn't be too bad either, but um, Marquise Brown is the wide receiver one. Now, you can make a case for Willie Sneed, too, um, at 5,300, 12, and 4,300, 14th, 15th, and 12th. I think you can make a case that he actually might be the wide receiver one now. Um, I'm not a big Willie Sneed fan, but I think a lot of people might gravitate to Willie Sneed if they go at wide receiver. Maybe. Um but for sure, man, Marquise, his Marquise Brown is not going to, he's going to have like near zero ownership. So I may hop on that because I think the hate has gone too far. I think it has gone too far. It's mostly Lamar. It's not him. And that fucking goose egg last week, everybody's going to have that in the back of their fucking head. So I would definitely consider it. Consider it. Uh, ben Roethlisberger always in play, 7,733 and 6,600. Good for third, second, and third. Uh, still not a great matchup there, but it is what it is. Um, James Conner. Now, see, they the Ravens have gotten worse over the last couple weeks versus the running the running game. We're going to have to pay attention. They have a D-tackle on I, His name is fucking... Escaping me. I want to say it's Brandon. Uh, fuck. It's Brandon something. It's going to bother me, but I'm not going to look it up. They're, they're big D-tackle, though. Uh, run stopper, stopper is gone uh, due to injury. And then we... Uh, Freaking Purnell. God, Purnell. It's the end. Uh, DN slash linebacker. He's gone too. He got hurt. Or no, he got co. He was he was on a COVID. Um, I think COVID contact list. Kind of like how Adam Thielen is for the Minnesota Vikings. So he might be back. But James Conner, sixty seven hundred twenty and sixty two hundred, good for fourth, fourth, and third. Now I told everybody I did not like James Conner last week, right? And what happened? That's right. He fucking failed. Failed. He, Yardage-wise, he did well. His yards per carry was really good, but he didn't score a touchdown. So everybody's pissed at him um, and kind of done with Connor. So guess what? When everybody doesn't like a player, but they're good, they're talented, you have to look at going back to the well. You kind of got to you gotta move. In DFS, you have to move away. In fantasy football and seasonal, you got to push your emotions off to the side. So definitely, definitely have to think about it, have to consider it. Now, let's see here. Um, Ravens are 22nd against... Wide receiver ones and DVOA, 25th against wide receiver twos. So the real question is going to be now we know, and now I hope everybody sees that Deontay Johnson is the wide receiver one. Not a problem. No issue, right? Okay. So who is our wide receiver two? Is it Juju Smith-Schuster or is it Chase Claypool? And Smith-Schuster is actually questionable, so this might be all null and void anyways. But the real number two might actually be Chase Claypool, to be completely honest with you. 
Juju might have slipped to third out of the slot. In fact, I might move it once I go back into the target sheet and look. Because Juju's targets have gone down. So, um, But Deontay Johnson, 6,800, 23, and 6,200. Uh, <laughs> it's actually really good pricing over there, especially on, on Yahoo. Good for fifth, fourth, and third. Uh, Smith-Schuster, 6,320 and 5,900. Good for eighth, seventh, and sixth. And then you got Chase Claypool, 6,600, 22nd, or 22, and 6,100. Good for sixth, fifth, and fourth. So FanDuel's pricing him up as a wide receiver, too, uh, over Juju Smith-Schuster, who I might argue. Who did they do? Ravens played uh, Tennessee last week. Actually did really good against uh, Johnny Smith and Ferkser. They got some yardage, but outside of one touchdown, eh, not all that great. Uh, tight ends actually have had success against uh, the Baltimore Ravens, so I think Ebron's actually in play here again. Um, really, you're kind of TD hunting here. Uh, 5,717 and 4,100. Good for third, third, and third. So we're going to pay attention to anything else that comes out of Baltimore as long as the game is on. But if they keep losing players and they get shorthanded, we may end up having to pay for the Steelers. But I think there's going to be enough value on a three-game slate um, to kind of deal with it. And I encourage you guys to play uh, the Thanksgiving slate. Like I said, I'm going to play cash this year. I've never played cash on Thanksgiving, but I'm going to play cash. It's about half as much as what I would usually put in. So usually I'm about a hundred bucks, right? You know, on each site, probably be about fifty bucks. Just kind of play it, play it that way. So I put in fifty bucks. Um, pretty much to pay off my tournament lineups in case they don't hit but usually usually but really good on here uh for thanksgiving so uh we should be good again i hope so at least but uh that's pretty much all she wrote um yeah so this is episode 166 we'll have episode 167 tomorrow and it may have a bit of a surprise for you guys. Uh, if you're listening to this on Wednesday, it'd be I'd have a surprise for you tonight or for tomorrow. Uh, dealing with the Thursday night slate, the Thursday slate, Thanksgiving slate. Like you said, whoa, 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 whoa! What the fuck was that? Whoa, whoa! I'm tired. I gotta go to bed. I got a surprise for you tomorrow. Hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13 or on Facebook, Dennis M. Roy over there. You guys have yourselves a good one. I'll talk to you tomorrow.